Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Yep, Olden just had dinner at Slim Chicken's proud sponsor of That One Movie Podcast. They are, they are. They're better than Raising Cane's. <laughs> No, they're not. Wow. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> no amount of money can make me say that. Holden, you're in Nebraska. That's like treason to say that there. It is like treason to say that here. People love their canes. Guess, <laughs> Slim, guess Slim Chickens is not paying us quite enough yet. <laughs> uh, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Love Rosie, a listener request. So well, yeah. This what? listener. <laughs> let's just say this listener's one for two in their listener request. <laughs> well then let's get to it that one movie podcast Tomp. first jimmy we've got to do tom's <laughs> tom's backward is smart smart <laughs> that's what? the insight thank you yeah on to the tom's Tom's is a rapid fire game where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Holden, I was just thinking, since I said the Toms backwards is smart, but how do you say, I was just thinking this, how do you say the TH sound backwards? Because I'm like, if we say smart hit... hit Smart it. it, if we played it forward, it would sound like I don't know. Tom. I mean, if you're literally the. going fin- like, yeah. So like, how do you do the? Th- I don't know. Huth. I don't have those Smart answers. To me. <laughs> Darn it, Holden. These are the important things we need to discuss and that our listeners demand. Also, What's I think I call. I think I called Tom's a rapid fire game when it's a segment. I just, whenever I copy over this, it always copies as game. So it's a segment. I made that mistake last week. So and basically what's, the episode. and we could edit it further because it could be just Tom's is a segment. <laughs> it used to be. <laughs> no, rap- I like the rapid initial, fire. The initial idea was to have, if you go back and listen to our first episode, we had news segment where it was oh, news yeah. segment, news egg. That was the original news segment. And then the Toms was an additional segment where it was more like this happened and just give a quick response, like one word. That's what I think. But then it kind of morphed together. But then overwhelming popularity of one <laughs> ate the other. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, anyway, on to the news. There's not a ton this week, but we'll we'll cover some of it. Um, so we actually, unlike last week where we had tons of delays, we only have one this week. Uh, Antebellum has been delayed indefinitely. That's that one horror movie where there's, it's James Wan. <laughs> I don't, I don't know anything about James it. Wan. Isn't it? No, it's, uh, Jordan Peele is like a producer. Oh, Jordan Peele. A producer. What? James Wan is, is James um, Malignant. Oh, Malignant. Okay. I don't even know what that's, what ha- what's happening to that movie. Um, but Antebellum, Jordan Peele, 
Uh, yeah, it's delayed. What do you think of that, Jimmy? Um, I think the premise sounds or like the teaser trailer looked interesting. It looked like kind of it showed like a like a Civil War era plantation in the South or mm-hmm. obviously antebellum era pre-Civil War plantation in the South. And all of a sudden there's like this airplane going. Yeah, above. So that was weird. That's it looks that like okay. looked like some interesting sci fi horror social commentary thing that and with um jordan peele's name attached as a producer not Mm -hmm. sure how involved he was in that but the concept of it really intrigues me and i'm excited for it i've been wanting to to get a glimpse at this movie because i feel like it's one of those that could sneak up on us and be really good so i'm hoping it has that potential in my mind but um well i just have to wait and see so i'll get the when is it coming out, did you say? It said indefinitely delayed. <laughs> indefinitely. Well, that is not soon, so I'll give yep. that a bombadil because I am excited to see Antebellum, which I thought, was that supposed to come out in April? Originally, mm-hmm. yes, I think so. And then it was supposed to come out this month. Yeah. August. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it a bombadil as well. I'm, I'm excited for it as well. A little vocabulary um, lesson, folks. Antebellum means before war. There you go. I didn't. I didn't know that. So yeah, and <laughs> there you go. Before, bellum, war. This is an educational podcast, both for you listeners and also us, the hosts. So, and in American history, you know. antebellum it refers to the time period right before the Civil War. So there you go. Incredible. The history degree um, is paying off, folks. That's the Augustana advantage for you. Um. Next up, this is actually breaking news today, and we talked about it briefly. Uh, so Mulan is being released on Disney Plus in the U.S. That's pretty crazy, right, Jimmy? Wow, I can't Disney wait to Plus. watch that with my Disney Plus subscription and no fee on top of that. Oh, ooh, I should I should have said first that you you also have to pay an additional thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Fifty million dollars. <laughs> to quote Rush Hour, a classic movie. Thirty. <laughs> Uh, $30, and it's only going to be a rental. Yikes. So, uh, this is kind of an evolution of what we had seen with, like, Trolls World Tour and Scoob, I guess, which we actually, uh, did. Um, but, so basically, I mean, this is 10 bucks more than those movies were. We only had to pay 20 bucks for Scoob. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't like this that much. And I mean, on top of a Disney Plus subscription, apparently, yeah, that's what it looks like. They haven't confirmed if it will be available to non-subscribers yet. I think. Yeah, uh, and it's also releasing internationally in theaters. I think they're doing this because Disney doesn't want to get too behind on their schedule. Like they are out filming again, and so they're kind of just like, well, we want to get these movies out and we want to make money off of them. I don't blame them for that, but I do think this is a little r- ridiculous for a price. Now, the if you have like three people that watch it and split the cost, that's not too bad. But if you're literally just want to watch it by yourself, because some people do like watching movies on their own, I do too. Um, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, boy. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like a family of seven people, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think even like families are going to be like thirty dollars. Even if yeah. like the movie price would have been similar or even more expensive, I think that just thirty dollars up front is like it's pretty oh, daunting. Man. Yeah, that yeah. is that's a lot to pay for a rental. Yeah, so, I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, I'll give it a bombadil i guess I'm i don't know a, i'm very curious oh. to see how this does i'm giving it a bombadil too oh and i should say this is coming out september 4th uh that's the it's i think it's releasing internationally and on digital the same day um next Hold, up a bit uh, of s- quick question holman oh yeah just yeah. a <laughs> so mulan i think we're both relatively excited about mulan mm-hmm. um tenant how much would you pay like individually to watch oh. Tenet. I mean, I'd have to be... Wa- I mean, they'd assuming, be forcing me to watch it, it at assume, home. Yeah, assuming it won't come out to theaters. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm probably in a similar spot. I mean, I wouldn't want to pay 30 bucks for it. Maybe. I'd maybe be willing to pay 20 on my own. On your own, without splitting it. Yeah, maybe 20, but that's pushing it. I don't know, because... We're losing the movie, like the theatrical experience of this. Like Mulan, I mean, I'm I'm relatively looking forward to, but that's not something I need to see in the theater. Same with me. Same with um, me. I I do, I don't need to see Mulan in the theater. I want to see Tenet in the theater. Yeah, and so I don't know. I I mean, I want to see Tenet. I that's a hard question, Jimmy. What about you? Man, I would, you know, probably the most I'd go. It would be 30 bucks, like the very, like, it would be like, oh, that would, sure. 20, 20 bucks I can do, and, because I'm really excited for it, especially if it was, like, getting really good reviews or something, mm-hmm. Um, but, man, I just wanted to put that, like, put a little spin on that to make it a little bit more re- relevant and relatable to yeah. us. Oh, so, yeah. I appreciate back, it, Jimmy. That's what you bring to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway... Next up, a little bit of sad news. A little bit of sad news. Uh, last week we we had a couple deaths, but we also have another death this week. Wilford Brimley yeah. has passed away, uh, age eighty five. Uh, you may know him as an actor in The Thing. That's what I know him from mostly. Uh, but he's also in movies like Cocoon and The Natural. Very, he's pretty prolific in the twentieth uh, uh, century, from what I can tell. Um, but he was also an important public figure in diabetes awareness, which is honestly how I knew him at first, because there were a lot of memes about the way he says diabetes, yeah. <laughs> which is diabetes, diabetes, which is, it, it's a classic. It's a classic of, of our, of our generation back in the good old high school days. Yep. Um, but yeah, this is sad. Yeah. Um, he seemed like a genuinely very good guy. He, from what I could tell when looking him up, he mostly dedicated like his last couple decades to like diabetes stuff. He didn't do as much acting in the two thousands or anything. Um, so yeah, I mean, sad days, I guess. Yeah. He was 85. Was it? Yeah. 85. That's a nice, Solid length of time to live. It seemed, I mean, he seemed to accomplish quite a bit in his career. Mm-hmm. Way more than us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got time, Jimmy. We've got time. We'll pass uh, Wilfred Brimley. And that's what you think. <laughs> um. So, give you a broke on life. Well, um, <coughs> excuse me. Wilfred Brimley. Yeah, I'll give him a broke on life as, in life as well. Um. Next up, an update on the Universal and AMC theaters feud. Um, Universal, I don't, I don't, I guess it was probably Universal who came out and said this. Uh, Universal said that they'll be able to put their movies on demand 
17 days after they're released in theaters. And so that is uh, three weekends that they'll be exclusive in theaters. Um, and this is up to Universal's discretion as to if that's if they really want it to only be three weeks. If it's a very successful movie like maybe Jurassic World 3 or Fast F9, um, maybe they'll be in theaters exclusively longer. But yeah, that's kind of where they're at. So they, they reached a compromise. Uh, for, for those of you who don't remember, AMC, uh, after Universal came out and said, oh, we're going to release all of our movies digitally and in theaters simultaneously, AMC's like, nah, we ain't going to carry your movies anymore if you do that. Which good for them. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, I think AMC, I was siding more with AMC in this feud here. I mean, they're both large corporations, so whatever. But what do you think, Jimmy? Um, yeah, I think I would like to see it probably a little bit longer of a theatrical. Mm-hmm. I think for most movies, this probably makes sense. And I mean, the majority of the box office revenue, the vast majority is the, those opening three weekends. So I guess that that's, seems like a decent compromise but mm-hmm. you know who knows if people will be feel as compelled to go out especially That's to like true. family movies um but again you're losing that theatrical experience so xander broke into this room and he's trying his hardest to be quiet and uh grab a box of granola bars it looks like <laughs> so so holden foiled that plan yeah <laughs> Well, he okay. He has snuck in a few different times on this podcast, and I have never mentioned it. But <laughs> he was trying really hard this time. Yeah, I appreciate it, Xander. He said he tries hard, uh, hard not to interrupt. Yeah, unlike Scott Sutter. Yeah, Scott Sutter, ruiner of the podcast. Glad that right, doesn't. Bye, get, Xander. Glad that doesn't get passed down the genetic pool. Although Holden tries his best. I do try my best. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm going to give this feud a broca that it's being resolved in this way. I mean, I think this is probably one of the better outcomes that could have happened. I don't think Universal is going to fully back down from what they wanted to do. So, and I don't think this is a win for Universal, definitely. And, yeah. and not a huge loss for AMC. Um, yet, I mean, we'll see how, how it plays out in real life. But um, Universal, I mean, because studios want their movies to go to theaters that's where they they make a ton of money and then they make more money when they sell digital and physical copies of it yeah after after a theatrical run so for them to be able to do like both and have the uh streaming on demand rental period as well um that's that can't hurt them yeah i think they'll still earn a lot of money from this (laughs) yeah but um, I'm glad AMC is not getting totally screwed over by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, this is this was I, I found this headline when just surfing the web, and I thought this was very funny. Um, so Amy Adams is going to star in a movie where she thinks she's turning into a dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Night Bitch. That's the name of the movie. <laughs> Um, I'm going to read the uh, plot synopsis. It's actually based off of a book that's yet to be released. I can't remember if it said it was releasing later this year or next year. Um, but here's what it says. In Night Bitch, an unnamed woman and former artist thrust into stay-at-home domestic- domesticity. Is that how you say it? I think yep, so. domesticity. <laughs> it's a weird uh, word. Af- yeah, it is. After the birth of her son, becomes worried she's turning into a dog. 
Her husband, who travels for work five days a week, easily dismisses her fears from hotel, uh, from hotel rooms. Meanwhile, the mother is forced to contend with the very real physical manifestations of her solitary anxiety, with only her two-year-old son for company. As her symptoms intensify, she struggles to keep her alter canine identity secret. Finally jolted to action after an impulsive and disastrous encounter with the family cat, she seeks a cure for her condition in an herbal multi-level marketing scheme. <laughs> Well, so what do you think of that? Amy, has she won an Academy Award yet? Uh, she's she been has up, to have, right? She's been up for a lot. I can't remember if she's one of those people who is just up for everything but never wins. I'm going to look it up right now. You keep talking. But uh, yeah, this sounds interesting to say the least. I'd like <laughs> to know who the person's who is, who is a brainchild this is. Yeah. And... um. Ask them how they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got to hand it to them. Like, people complain about wanting original ideas. This is definitely original. <laughs> so, this it's kind of like... Potential to be either great or just like a what the heck is this garbage movie. So, but Amy Adams is on yeah, board. Yeah, so I mean... Fingers crossed that's amazing. I, uh, I don't know if this will compare with Tim Allen's The Shaggy Dog. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how close it gets to Aura. that movie. What was the, what was the Kevin Spacey one? Oh, Nine Lives. The Nine cat one. Lives. Oh yeah. my god. We should watch that movie sometime. Older. Someone out there uh, request Nine Lives uh, for <laughs> us, and we will watch it. <laughs> or the Shaggy yeah. Dog starring Tim Allen. I feel watch like Nine it. Lives has to have been maybe the worst aged movie of all time it has to be i mean having not seen it it's got to have aged terribly (laughs) uh next up jimmy do you know the video game beyond good and evil beyond good i feel like i've heard of it okay it was like a cult classic game for the gamecube and there was a lot of hubbub within the last few years because ubisoft released like a trailer for a sequel uh that the first game was like kind of kid friendly, and then this one had a lot of like swearing in it. It was an all CGI trailer, but it was released like three years ago, and we haven't heard anything about it since. But it was like one of the most highly anticipated games of all time, and so people are like, where is this going? But anyway, that's pure background because Beyond Good and Evil is actually being adapted into uh, for Netflix. I was seeing conflicting things as to if it's an, a series or a movie, uh, so I won't say for sure on that. Um, but it is very beloved people. I, I don't know if it has a very good story or exactly what I personally haven't played it. Uh, right now it's only in early development. Uh, no writers are attached, but they do know it's going to feature a combination of live action and animation. Uh, Jimmy, do you have an opinion on this? Uh, no, I'm just looking at it online. Oh, sure. So, I mean, if you're a, f- a fan of that game, I, I really know nothing about it. Like I said, it was a slow week for news, and this seemed somewhat relevant to what we talk about, but I don't know much about it. I'll give it a Bergeron. Yeah, Bergeron for me, too, Holden. Um, did you see Andrew Lloyd Webber's comments on the Cats movie? No. <laughs> or he, came out, he, he had this quote that came out this week, and he said, The problem with the film is that Tom Hooper decided that he didn't want anybody involved in it who was involved in the original show. The whole thing was ridiculous. That's what he said. And I think that's an understatement, Andrew Lloyd Webber. But I think also your original musical is frankly quite ridiculous. So 
Um, speaking as someone who has never seen the, a production of the original musical, <laughs> I'm just assuming it is. Um, I, I don't have much to say on that. I thought it was fun to share though. Hey man, Cats wasn't that bad. I slept pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Second um, time, only the second time I've fallen asleep at the theater. Um, have you seen Sky High, Jimmy? talking about a cult classic Colden. I, <laughs> I love me some i remember seeing sky high in the theater with my grandma yeah and i my, my sister might have been there too but i remember my grandma turning to me and she just goes i bet that girl's a bad guy or something i bet she's a, <laughs> a bad person and i was like you know whatever second grade what yeah. year was sky high 2005 i think okay so probably in the summer right so probably summer before third grade Mm -hmm. like and when it spoilers for sky high (laughs) but when predictably this love interest turns out to be a villain my mind was like blown because you know i hadn't picked up on predictable plot (laughs) fun fact i'm not I'm not sure if you knew this. It's the same actress from 10 Cloverfield Lane and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Really? No way. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But anyway, my mind was blown. I'm like, my grandma is a genius. <laughs> and then I and then I saw it on Disney Channel like a three years later. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really obvious, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I So I quite like this. I mean, I think it's very stupid. But I loved it growing up. I loved yeah, it. I did too. Um. Anyway. That was just our reactions to that. But uh, the, it had its, I think it was its 15th anniversary. It had to have been. I mean, it's it, if it came out in 2005. Um, but one of its writer, the writers of, on the film, Mark McCorkle, which is a fun name to say, but uh, also he said that a sequel would be a perfect fit for Disney+. And he thinks it actually has a good chance of happening if fans are vocal enough about wanting a sequel I, well, I, to this is uh, TV Sky show High. Material. And he says this could, I mean, he, yeah, he was saying TV show material uh, would work great. So what do you think of a Sky High sequel series or, or movie if it goes that way? Well, probably wouldn't watch it if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but I think like, I would watch it for the nostalgia trip, probably. Yeah, but you watch way more stuff than I do, so. That's true. I've got a higher bar holding. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. I my my uh my range of what I watch, I just kind of like shoot blindly at my Netflix queue. <laughs> <laughs> but um I think I mean the premise is great for like a sh- a show on Disney Plus. Yeah. Or, or just I'm surprised they didn't make a Disney Channel show out of it. I mean, it's like, kind how of did that not happen. I don't know. It would have been perfect. I it kind of they announced that they're doing. I mean, we had talked about this previously. They're doing like a Percy Jackson series, and I feel like it would have a very similar vibe to a Percy Jackson series. That's my only thing. That's but, true. But I mean, superheroes versus demigods. Um, I mean, they're technically different, I guess. All I'm saying is you got to bring Kurt Russell back. Yeah, he better be back. I, for the longest time, was convinced that the Kurt, that Kurt Russell's character was played by Robin Williams. <laughs> I think I was too when I was little. Yeah. I, I I don't think I thought that when I first saw it, but there was like probably in between elementary school and high school when I never watched it, I just thought to myself it was Robin Williams. 
He's got a pretty good superhero costume, not gonna lie. He Steve does. Stronghold. Good name too. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the bus driver. It says Ron Wilson, bus driver. I remember that line. <laughs> it's a good line. <laughs> um yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it for news. Oh, no, no, no. One more thing. Sorry. We're dragging this out, but this is important. Uh, game news. The Avengers game. This was a big hubbub of something oh, yeah, that came yeah, out yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I saw this. Um, so Spider-Man is going to be a playable character in this new Avengers game that we've talked about and showed our, our middling excitement for. Uh, Spider-Man is going to be a playable character, but exclusively in the PlayStation version of the game. Uh, obviously, this is because Spider-Man is owned by Sony in pretty much every way, video games, films, and whatnot. Um, but it, based on what I was reading, they were indicating it's going to be like a different Spider-Man than the one in the PS4 game, so seemingly confirming that these aren't in the same universe Thank or anything. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it would have, okay, it would have been so weird because, like, I mean, if so, if like the events of this Avengers game happened in that Spider-Man universe, then like any Spider-Man sequel would have to acknowledge it, and then it would just it would be a mess. I don't think it would work as well as like the MCU does it. See, hold on, that was my concern with the MCU when it first happened. I'm like, well, if they make one of these bad, yeah, like that, like for me when Avengers first came out, the 2012 one or whatever year it was, yeah, 2012. I thought it was fine. I didn't love it like a lot of people did. And I was mm-hmm. like, and then all the ones came after it and they all acknowledged Avengers. And for me, it was like, I don't care about that movie <laughs> and the events of that movie. So that like that, what phase two or whatever, the beginning of that, I didn't like Iron Man three. Thor, I, the dark world, Thor, the dark world. Didn't see that, but just, I didn't like those ones as much, but anyway, yeah. Holden, back to this go on with what you're saying oh i mean a lot of people are like really upset about it but i mean i don't if they want i, I mean i don't really see i was fully expecting this to be honest like i figured they were going to put spider-man in it in some capacity and i figured if they were it was going to be a playstation exclusive and i mean maybe it was just because i was being uh uh cynical and thinking that they were going to do this exclusive content thing already that which, i'm not as which affected. sony does a ton of exclusive dlc too. yeah so this isn't that unusual it's like it's just odd that people are getting so mad about this i think it's because like this is a fully playable character that like they at least are advertising that each of these characters are very distinct from each other whether that's true or not we'll see but they like so that's one of these characters that you're essentially locking behind well, I just don't understand how this game is going to be good <laughs> because it looks like all the characters are somewhat, I mean, they all have their own like combat and stuff, but like it all seems to fit into one system. But like yeah. Spider-Man is so inherently different from Iron Man and different from the whole, like yeah. how did that, how do you have like a streamlined experience for that without having to learn a completely different control scheme? Yeah, I don't know. And but I mean, looking at like the gameplay, I guess they every character has like their own like swinging thing. Like, I did mean, you see I, Black Widow basically swings like Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> did you see this? I no, I didn't see. I haven't seen a lot of this. I, okay. A lot of this. I gotta say, so they had like this uh, beta deep dive thing, and they're announcing this beta, and there's like a ton of things on it. 
There's like the whole opening story mission. There's like two additional story missions. There's like these combat arenas. It's like a giant beta thing. I'm like, Mm -hmm. man, you know, I'm actually going to like, I'm more interested in about this game now. And I want to try it out. Looks cool. Uh, Yeah. You can only access the beta if you pre-order the game. Oh, and I was like, well, you completely lost me. (laughs) I was going to say, if that was an open beta, they have to be very confident. Like if they're showing off that much, but I mean, it's closed behind if you already buy it. I feel like since they're making, (laughs) making the beta so big to entice people to buy it, I feel like it's sending the, (laughs) the inverse message of that, that it's not good. So they're like, buy this so you can access the beta. Then you'll find out it's bad. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, other games do that. I I don't know. My... You mentioning that they all have different combat styles and stuff. I That brings me... I mention this game all the time because I'm playing it, but Yakuza does that. I mean, not with different characters, but it has, like, tons of different fighting styles that all work, like, alongside each other. And so... But I mean, like, Spider-Man is so distinct in just, like, movement. Yeah. And... Like, how much time did Insomniac just spend fine-tuning that? Like, how could you do that for... Yeah. I mean, just I how feel do you have <laughs> the same game for Spider-Man and Iron Man? And, I feel unless like you playing, just all make them web-slingers. I feel like playing Spider-Man in this will not feel nearly as good. Because it's not as much time spent on it. But Well, and we'll Insomniac's see. is incredible. Yeah. To be fair. So, Bertrand, we'll I guess, because I'm yeah. not going to get this game anyway. <laughs> I'll get it if the reviews are good. Uh, yeah, that's it for Tom's. Um, yeah. I think there's this going off gaming news. Um, <laughs> there's a huge, apparently, I think it was the CFO of EA. EA, the, the evil empire of video games. Yeah. According to the internet. Um, they are super interested in acquiring WB games, which includes oh, Rocksteady and all that. So yeah, wouldn't that's not good. Don't want that to happen. No. So yeah, I mean, I saw that WB was selling off their division, but let's see. Uh, let's let's hope that ends up somewhere better. <laughs> That'd be because EA mean, literally EA kills off whoever it takes in, like. That's that's been shown in the past with like visceral. I think it's visceral games are the ones that uh, made the Dead Space series. I apologize if that's wrong. But is that is that where Amy Hennig went? And then they she was writing like a Star Wars game, and then they just axed it. Yeah, yeah, it was. A- yeah. Amy Hennig, of course, is the the creator of Uncharted one through three on the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and they've done it with other studios in the past. So, I I mean, don't so need that to happen to, like, Rocksteady. Yeah, Bombadil. Don't kill Rocksteady. We don't even know what they're doing yet. Nope. And also, <laughs> like, apparently WB Montreal, which is apparently working on that, a new Batman game that they still haven't announced, even though they've been teasing it for, li- like, literally almost a year. Yeah. <laughs> Um, apparently they're working on another game too, even though they haven't announced their current game they're working on, but yeah, so that's, that's all that I just wanted to add that in there. Okay. Let's move on with things. Holden. Let's move on. We're done with Tom's. 
Holden, I've got a little micro random segment. Here. Nice. Let's do it. I'm, I'm ready. I am going to talk about a couple just terrible radio commercials. Local radio commercials. I got to rant about these, Holden. Okay. So I'm listening to the radio and these two things come on and I just can't stand them. I have to change the radio <laughs> the radio station. <laughs> so I'm curious, Holden, are there before I get into mine, are there any like local advertisements that you can think of radio, TV or something or past or present that are you may are outstanding in any way that you'd like to share? I mean, there's a uh, there's a few radio ones that are just like annoying, like I, the, their jingle is annoying or something, but I can't think of any that are like bad, I guess. Usually I put up with them if they're just on. I can't think <laughs> okay. of any that are just awful. <laughs> so there's this one liquor place. I can't remember which one it is, and I won't mention them anyway. But. Liquor? I was yeah. thinking, like, I, I I was literally thinking L-I-C-K-E-R when you said that. Liquor. <laughs> um, but they took the baby shark theme. Oh, no. And they were like, <laughs> bottles of wine, do, 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 do. So, the, the, oh, okay, God. first off, there's like two copyright strikes in this commercial. <laughs> the commercial starts off with the Jaws theme. Oh and they're God. like, and then they start singing like baby shark stuff, but it's just like alcohol in there. It's like <laughs> bottles of, and it's this, like, you can tell it's like this 50 year old guy going very out of tune going bottles of wine, do, 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 bottles of wine. <laughs> and there's like, he does this like four for four Is different he supposed verses. to be like drunk? No, he's not. It's like just a normal commercial. And they're like, okay. come swing by this to get the, you know, whatever. And it's sure. like. I can't, it is like, it's just the sheer length of it. If it was just like one verse, it's like, okay. But like <laughs> to have it like, keeps four going. To, yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this. <laughs> um, Awful. There's also some other person, I think a, a car company mechanic stole the Oompa Loompa song from Willy <laughs> Wonka and put their own words to it. I'm like, people, you can't just steal these these this music that's copyrighted but uh, i cannot please i cannot believe people do that and get away with it i guess like it's like i mean if you keep holes, hearing it evidently holes, they're not ge- potholes potholes what do you do <laughs> that one's bad but it's not as bad as baby shark the other one i'm going to name the this company because i, I it's the, another gripe i have with it, but it's in tech which is a cleaning company. Sure. Um, they like clean carpets or like if you have, we use them at our old house when we get um, water in our basement and stuff. They dry it out and whatever. But <laughs> it's like a commercial apparently trying to state that like how large of an area they service. So like they're based in Sioux Falls or whatever and they, they go to places hundreds of miles away. Or they, you know, they have like a 200 mile radius or whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah. But it's like this person calling in and they're like, I think I got a straight. Okay. It's like a really raspy, annoying voice. And they're calling Intech, the company, because they're like, I think this van is like a stray. It's like someone stole it or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like this incoherent 
dialogue where the, the manager of this in-tech company is like, no, we service far away. And he's like, but I'm not far away. He's like, well, where do you live? He's like, well, I'm 20 miles away by Jeep and like 30 miles away by like kayak. I'm like, what, what is this person? I'm like, is this like some crazy person living in the woods? Like Someone wrote that commercial and thought it was hilarious. I know. They're like, oh my God. I'm sure some people do think it's hilarious. But it's like just, again, it's like the raspiness of the voice. I cannot stand listening to it. And I'm not a person who really gets annoyed by voices very much, Mm -hmm. like rarely. Um, But I just like I have to change the radio station because it's just so raspy and harsh on my ears. But thank you. I just had to rant about those because I'm... Yeah, that's fine. That's why I listen I, to podcasts, Holden, mainly. <laughs> I mean, I on the radio, I'm just, like, at this point annoyed with all the ones that are, like, despite us being separated with by COVID or whatever, <laughs> like, like, every commercial on the radio is saying stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, it was fine at first, but, I mean, not really separated now, are we? Bottles of wine, do 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 Bottles of wine, do 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 <laughs> wow <laughs> i hope you hear it when you, you come be a back singer, Jimmy. it is something else i'll i'll turn on the radio i'll be listening for it all right stay tuned thank you for listening to my rant holden all right yeah no problem jimmy that's why i'm here on to our review of love rosie Well, thank you to hey. Stephen Hawking coming back from the dead to introduce Love Rosie. <laughs> in case that, if that was like completely, I don't know how that all sound on the audio. Maybe that was completely incoherent. In the movie we're reviewing is Love Rosie. If for some reason you skipped the intro and are making it to this point and you don't know what we're reviewing, or you're anyway, just not paying attention. Yeah, that that too wouldn't blame. Um, <laughs> Yeah, tune us out. I uh yeah, so Love Rosie. It's a romantic comedy from 2014, I think. Is the year? Yeah. Um starring Lily Collins and Sam Claflin, I think is how you say his name. Yeah. Um Sam yeah. Claflin who plays Finnick in the Hunger Games. Yeah, he's one of those hungry he's one of those hungry boys. <laughs> I don't know uh I don't know which one, but yeah. I, uh, yeah, and so it's, they're non, like these... Non-spoiler review here. Non-spoiler. Uh, yeah, synopsis, uh, they are childhood friends, Rosie and Alex? Alex? Yep. Okay. Uh, Rosie and Alex, they were like childhood friends who very, uh, very much loved each other as they grew up. But uh, they they never they were never ready for love with each other at the same time, and so there's a lot of a lot of tension between between them throughout their lives because one of them they'll one of them will be like actively pursuing the other, and the other one's like, nah, fam, I'm good, or just ignorant, <laughs> or ignorant, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. too. So yeah, that's kind of I mean general synopsis of it. Uh, I so I want to apologize for last week because I said it was our first romantic comedy when literally the week before we had done <laughs> Palm Springs, which is yeah. technically a romantic comedy. Uh, this is a lot more like your your average uh, romantic comedy though. I so didn't that's kind of really I feel thinking. like this was a comedy though. Like there's yeah. a couple 
jokes that are just like blatant like this is trying to be a joke <laughs> there's yeah. one very much in particular that's like this is trying to be a joke <laughs> we'll talk about that later but yeah i agree it's more I, of a drama yeah i don't really understand why it was i mean maybe maybe it's one of those things it is a british movie so maybe it's like british people they have a dry sense of humor so maybe they'll they think this is like very funny but or just a depressing <laughs> sense of humor yeah uh i mean i don't know it's not i, I mean if you're expecting like a funny movie it's not no or a movie I that's would. even trying to be really funny it's not that either no there's just a couple times where it's like oh this is a joke yeah um i didn't hate this movie no it's uh, entertaining yeah, I my my thoughts on it are I think I liked it more than I should have and part of that is because maybe I'm maybe I'm starved for a romantic comedy. I felt like I actually got really attached to some, like the, the two main characters. Oh, they're likable and <laughs> Yeah. I mean, things are convenient from time to time, which you can expect. But there's a lot of tropes in this movie, too. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot, a lot of cliches. There's one character that literally goes from being a jerk to being the most amazing person in the world, going back to being a jerk with no development in between those three phases. <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> and I'm like, how did I, how did that happen? <laughs> honestly, OK, I want to I want to point out that. Aside from Rosie's like adulthood friend, who's like kind of a comic relief, I guess. Yeah. Um. Pretty much every character, side character, is like an asshole. <laughs> or yeah, her parents. <laughs> yeah. Well, even her mom's an asshole. Like her dad's nice, I guess. But her mom, like, when it, she's briefly in, and is like, "No, you don't go to college." I don't. Yeah. I. Don't, I guess I don't remember the mom that much. Okay. But, yeah. Um, anyway. Um. It, yeah, every character, every side character is just very unlikable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, which is pretty funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's a romantic movie. I mean, it's predictable in areas. Some things are less predictable. It takes place over I, uh, 12 years. Is it? Oh, yeah, that is something. Okay. That's unique. <laughs> yeah, and they, they never age. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Lily Collins and Sam Claflin or Claflin, whatever, they look exactly the same as they did when they were 18. Hey, man, he got a haircut. So, yeah, he matured. <laughs> they they changed their wardrobe. They're not wearing school uniforms anymore. Yeah, they're not going to Hogwarts anymore, Holden. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I did like that premise. I I was more mixed on the part where it's like the whole movie is based on like miscommunication where I'm like. A lot of this feels like it could have been easily avoided. Now, I'll, I mean, yeah, I'm in romantic situations. I will not say I'm 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 the best <laughs> at reading them. And so it's very easy for me to go into this and be like, oh, you guys, you idiots, you just talk to each other. And then I'm like out here. I don't like talking to people. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's their their miscommunication was kind of. It was kind of, I was mixed on that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the plot is a little, it's like semi-realistic kind of exaggerated. Mm -hmm. So you can expect that. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know if there's too much to say non-spoiler wise about. Yeah. I think if you like romantic movies, like if you like the notebook, if you like Nicholas Sparks stuff, if you like Hallmark movies. This is probably like, better than all of those, but <laughs> is it better than the notebook? I think so. I don't think I do not think the notebook is that good. I think it's just very popular. I don't think it's like actually good though. I, i've seen the like the second half of the notebook on tv like eight years ago so it's got ryan gosling in it though it does and rachel mcadams a couple good good actors yeah so um yeah i mean i like both lead performances i'm a sucker for lily collins lily I collins, lily was collins. Good. yeah i and she i think this was among her first roles uh we both know her we watched that uh Ted Bundy movie yep. with Zach Efron. Yep. She's she's kind of the main character in that uh Ted Bundy's girlfriend. She's very good in that. Excellent. Um, yeah. Yeah, and she was also in that like Tolkien movie that came out I never saw. <laughs> Tolkien. I Tolkien. Tolkien. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um I don't know what you're Tolkien about, Holden. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she's good, and Sam Claflin, she, and he was very good as well. Yeah, they they have chemistry between them, which is they what do. helps this movie. Um, lots of lots of good tension. There's a couple funny moments. There's some heartwarming moments. There's like a it's there's one particular moment where I think a very effective visual storytelling that hits like an emotional beat quite well. Um, I'll talk about that in spoilers, but yeah. Other than that, yeah, I mean. Like, it's the just movie, like, like I said, if you like Hallmark movies, you like sappy stuff. This isn't like, this is not like bang your head on the wall, like bad or just super predictable. It's yeah. more than that. And the whole time span of it going across 12 years makes it a little bit different. I mean, I think the way that they actually go about a lot of it is fairly predictable because I mean, I mean, it's pretty obvious where they're going to end up. I'm yeah, not, that, not, that part's I'm, obvious, but that's like, whatever. But A um, to B is it's, I think it's, I think it's kind of predictable still. I, this is a, like a slight spoiler, but I'm just going to mention it cause it's a cliche. They literally have like a running through the airport scene. <laughs> I know. I, I did say that. Well, Emily and I were watching, I'm like classic airport. Yeah. Like, stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that and that's probably my biggest gripe with it is that there's a lot of these cliches that even, I mean, we're, neither of us are super familiar with romantic comedies. I've seen more than you have, but like I, even still, I'm I'm noticing these things that I see parodied all the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Um, other than that, I mean, it's pretty. There, there's some good stuff and there's some average stuff. I mean, I don't know. I think mostly it's pretty average, maybe a little bit better than average. Yeah, you ready? To better give than your a rating? Hallmark movie. Uh, I'll give it. Uh, six. Six That's, and a half. I'm going six. Yeah. Six out of ten. Like I, it's it's not bad. It's not great. Yeah. It's entertaining. Good date night movie. There you I go. think it's hard to properly justify like a six because I don't have like a ton bad to say about it, but it's also like not really good. Like really good. I don't know. But yeah, six I'll go with a six as well. There you go. There you have it. On to spoilers, Holden. Spoilers for Love Rosie. 
guess what, guys? They end up together in the end. They kiss finally. <laughs> well, they had before Wait, no. Holden. Weren't you? Well, attention? yeah. Okay. She was drunk. She didn't remember it either. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. I uh, yeah. I <laughs> I was reading some like user reviews for this movie, and one of my favorite ones was like, it just simply said. I want to go or like I want to live in a world where I have what other fount whatever fountain of youth potion that Lily and Sam <laughs> took in this movie because they literally I mean they look too old to be high schoolers when they're in high school like a lot of movies do I mean that's not too unusual but then they look exactly the same Lily Collins has literally had a a kid and looks exactly like she did in high school I know. Yeah, that's what like when they were on the beach with their kid and she did like this uh cartwheel and like it showed her stomach I'm like Nobody who's ever had a kid has that that nice of a stomach, <laughs> Lily Collins. Yeah, I mean it's 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 very silly, but I mean whatever. What do you do? Um, uh, yeah. Um, in oh, terms fun of, fact! If fun oh, fact ahead. for if anyone doesn't know, Lily Collins is Phil Collins' uh, daughter. So if you know the song "In the Air Tonight," uh, that's uh, that's uh, his daughter. Yeah. Or if you know the band Genesis, who I quite like, Genesis. Or if you watch Tarzan, like the entire soundtrack of Tarzan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One great point of visual storytelling that I liked. Oh, sure. Was when they're texting, um, when Alex is texting Rosie about how his one wife um, was cheating on him and they were they were going to have a kid. They're expecting a kid, and it ended up being the other guy, the artist guy's yeah. um, kid. And he's like, "That's okay. I didn't. I wasn't ready to have a kid anyway." And like, you can see in the background, like the the whole like crib and everything set up in this room dedicated to a kid. So it's like you can tell it wasn't even in like the background. It was like I thought it was pretty front and center. Well, yeah, but I mean, like the it's like the mess yeah you know what i'm saying yeah yeah no i i get what you're saying yeah i thought that moment was pretty good too i think that i thought that was a nice strong not just in your face this is what i'm feeling but mm-hmm. like you can see this is what he's saying this is what he's actually feeling and you see it visually it's not he's saying it um yeah i mean that's i and i mean that's probably probably one of the best instances of it that's kind of what a lot of this movie is is like them just not saying what they're feeling <laughs> yeah and like i mean that's how a lot of a lot of romantic comedies are but yeah uh or just romance movies in general but it's it it was pretty astonishing just how often like one of them would become single and then the other one's like oh i've got a i've got a girlfriend slash fiance now or boyfriend slash fiance now and they happen to be terrible people (laughs) yeah like i said like every every one of them is pretty terrible um, I think the character you were mentioning before is the <laughs> yeah. husband. Greg. Hu- yeah. Wait, what's his name? Greg. Greg. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to zero to 60 and then he runs into a brick wall with his like personality. Yeah. That was, that was really weird because I mean, like when he first showed up again, I was, I mean, I was fully expecting it to go the route of like, oh, he's just like using her like being really shitty or whatever mm-hmm. um and i mean he ends up being that but for a while you show this like length of time where he seems to be like a good father pretty good husband um 
And I mean, maybe we don't know exactly all that happened, but uh, I mean, he seems good. And then he's just all of a sudden, oh, he's he's stealing Lily or Rosie's mail. He's uh, cheating on her behind her back. He's being a jerk at her dad's funeral. Yeah, just like drunk, out of, like out of nowhere. <laughs> like he went from being this great father who was given a second chance to just being a terrible person. Also, okay, I I missed this and I was I forgot to go back. But so how did like. They find the find out that he booked a room, right? That's how they figure out that he's cheating on Rosie. You know what I'm talking about? Sorry, you you cut out on Skype, so sorry about. Oh, that. okay, what did you yeah, say? No, that's fine. So they figure out that Greg is cheating on Rosie because he like. Oh yeah, he books has a room, a hotel. He books a the bridal room. Yeah, dude, at they, a hotel he books that's like in the same chain as the hotel she works at. yeah like how dumb do you have to be like (laughs) in the same city too i think yeah i i don't i don't get that for someone who seems to be like be pretty well off and somewhat intelligent that seems like a pretty pretty big blunder and he's at like a party too like it's not (laughs) yeah it's not hidden like social media you'd think something yeah Oh, speaking of wit, speaking of blunders on social media, I have something fun to share later, but that just reminded me of it. Um, Yeah. I got to talk about one of the more jarring moments of the movie. Sure. It's at the end where the first guest at her hotel is the guy in the elevator. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I was like, that is the most unnecessary thing I've ever seen in a movie, I think. It was really unnecessary, but it was kind of funny. As jarring as the Zillow and Olive Garden ad placements in (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) I did, you know, I mean, it's very stupid, but I didn't didn't hate it. I thought it was kind of funny. (laughs) I thought it was funny just how dumb it was. Yeah. Um, what, what is, what is it Alex does? Why is he rich? Um, what does Alex do? Oh, he I went to medical remember. school, so he's right. I don't he went remember. Went to Harvard for medical school. I that think. must have been. Yeah. It. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Also, I, I, I think I wrote this down in my notes. I need to actually be looking at my notes, but I, I cannot for the life of me, like it does not make sense to me why she would not just tell Alex that she's pregnant. That's probably out of all the miscommunication in this movie. I'm just like, why? Yeah. And then she gets mad at him for... Maybe she thinks that means, like, she's off the limits somehow? I don't know. Well, she seems to indicate that, like, maybe Alex Alex will, like, want to stay back and help take care oh, of the kid a, yeah, or whatever. Oh, that's, yeah, that would be and it. I or mean, he'd I, feel guilty leaving without her. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of get that, but, like, I mean, you guys seem like good enough friends that maybe you, if you told him go off and do this thing, like, that you want to do, that he'd just go do it. Like, he'd respect that you, that what you want is for him to live his best life. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's unfair to have a double standard of you can keep your pregnant a secret to him, but when he doesn't tell you that his wife is pregnant, then that's not okay. That's right. I'm like that's I forgot, a I didn't standard. even I didn't even pick up on that. Um, exposed, Holden. Exposed. I wrote 
I wrote in my notes, uh, dumb face husband. I think talking about Greg he has a very <laughs> dumb face. Um, but he's the fittest guy in their class. <laughs> that's okay. What's funny about that is that's like a, a really dumb line, but even the Wikipedia like summary has that line in there. It's like, <laughs> it says something like Rosie sleeps with Greg, the in, in quotes, the fittest guy in their class. <laughs> <laughs> because i was looking through that to see if i forgot anything this movie is full of a lot of montages too there's so many of them i was like that was another cliche that i was which is i mean it's understandable though that it takes place over 12 years yeah um one of the things i thought was very weird was so um so Ro- Rosie's daughter like kind of has a parallel, a very obvious parallel uh-huh. with uh, her and Alex because she has a best friend that, that is romantically interested in her. Um, I thought, why is it? Okay, so they traveled to like Boston or whatever at the end of the movie. And why her is her just, friend coming yeah. with? I yeah. asked Emily that. I'm like, why is this boy coming along with them? Why would Why would his parents allow that? I mean, like, cool, but, like, what? It's like, oh, we have to take him, too. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, well, great I mean, for them. Like, I mean, like, all, like, fun, but, like, I don't know. I, like, who has the money for that? Or, like, I mean, he's there, so that? then, like, Alex can have that moment with him on the roof, but, and with or with, I guess, Rosie's daughter on the roof. But, like, I don't know. It's very silly. I feel like you could have accomplished that without him being there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then, yeah, then they're just talking to each other through the kids' relationship. Yeah. Nice. Which is kind of odd. Yeah. Maybe British parents are more nosy into their kids' love lives than uh, American parents are, but I would I would never do that. And I just love, all how, my Alec, fe- I love how Alex dates just the worst people ever, too. Or yeah. gets married to the worst people ever. Like- like that first girlfriend he has or whatever. And she, so she's introduced as like the most attractive girl in their class. Like they're both of these characters, Alex and Rosie, they only, they only settle for the <laughs> finest. Rosie, only, like us, Rosie Holden, sleeps like us. Yeah. Rosie only settles for the fittest guy in the class. Alex only settles for the most attractive w- young woman in the class. And I, and she's introduced and she's like, whatever i mean she's a pretty girlfriend and then immediately like the next scene they're like it's several months have passed they're moved in together and she's just a (laughs) (laughs) and she's like he's talking about this dream he had and she's like that's a stupid dream why would you dream that (laughs) yeah i was like what (laughs) yeah well that was the that was the lady from the bar the american lady yeah yeah bethany is the hottest girl in their class well no but like she the girl from the bar i think was or she was didn't she go to school with him yeah she did but she's not like the hot she's just like why is the hot british guy so sad all the time is how she introduced like talking yeah okay well i I knew what I was talking about, but I didn't mean to get that confused. Yes. I was the, confused the, on the whether you're talking about one. Bethany or her. Yeah, no, the tall skinny one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the just tall, like, like bone thin one. And she tell uh, I'll 
biggest red flag for her was when she tells him to move the Back to the Future poster to the bathroom. Oh, that's right. When you were so Jimmy just moved into a new apartment and he like he has posters up in the back and one of them's Back to the Future. We were talking before we started recording and he said, "Oh, this has something to do with the movie." And I could not remember what you were talking about. <laughs> like Back to the Future, great movie, also relevant to the podcast tonight. <laughs> um so yeah, Emily's like, "Oh, that's a red flag." I'm like, "That's right. That's right it is." <laughs> Just knew it wasn't going to work out. Yeah, deal breaker. But yeah, both of them were, both of his wives were not good people. Nope. Um, I don't have a lot more to say. I don't, I don't think. have anything else to say, Holden, so. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's well, all right. Love you Rosie. Could do, you could it. do worse. It's better than your, av- a little better than your average romantic comedy, probably. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on, Jimmy. Yeah, well, then what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, Jimmy. Because that little soundbite just happened where it's uh, Captain Barbosa and uh, Captain Jack saying, uh, What are you doing? I mean, you guys just heard it. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um,. I rewatched the Pirates of the Caribbean original Ooh. trilogy. Uh, good little segue. Um, so I last time I watched these that was a few years ago, probably more than that, maybe five years ago. I don't know. I but I stand by that. I think. I mean, I think most people agree that one is a very good movie, very entertaining at least. Um, I still love two and three. And I think two gets such a bad rap. Three uh, upon rewatch, it's pretty much just talking for three hours aside from <laughs> the last fight. So I kind of understand why people didn't like that one. But two, I fully think is still very good and close to on par with the first one. And I do not understand the hate for it. Uh, you know, I never, I don't know if I ever saw two in theaters. I, did. I don't know if I've seen the whole movie, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's I so two was actually the first PG-13 movie I ever saw in theaters. And so I have a little bit of nostalgic bias for that. But when I was trying to look at it a little more objectively, I'm like, I think first of all, I think the soundtrack in the second one is actually better than the first one, even though the first one has a fantastic soundtrack. Um, I think the visuals hold up a lot better. I think the designs of like Davy Jones and his crew are so cool. I still think they're very cool. There's the one that has like a big eel head that just like kind of comes out of the body and eats people's heads. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I was also like surprised these movies are so they're even more violent than I remembered. Like these are Disney movies. You have to remember PG 13 Disney movies at that. And like you compare them to like Marvel movies now or like any other PG-13 live action thing that Disney puts out. And it's just like, it's so, so different. The third movie has the bit where the guy's toes fr- toe freezes off and he snaps it off. Yikes. And it's literally vo- visible on screen. I, I 100%, and I, I came to this conclusion. I think the first one, it's not as good as Indiana Jones, but I think it is. it takes so much inspiration from Indiana Jones and the way it's made and like just everything about it. I mean, obviously different genres, but they're both very pulpy. Like it, 
like plot wise and the fact it's very practical like sets and everything mm-hmm. uh, and effects in the first movie especially second one to an extent as well um but yeah i think original trilogy very good jimmy you should rewatch it if you haven't i'll rewatch the first two at least yeah sometime i need re-watch- to rewatch them watch like the the last 20 minutes of the third one because i i the whirlpool thing yeah the whirlpool thing is still like the coolest thing <laughs> it is really cool whirlpool and then davy jones and jack sparrow are sword fighting on top of a mast while the ships are shooting at each other so cool really it's all stupid. about the spectacle it is you don't go in for a, a uh for anything of of worth um Anyway, uh, that was my little tirade about that. But I also, um, I watched, last night I watched Babe, the movie about the pig. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I have not seen that in 15 years. I don't think I'd ever seen it, or if I had, it was when I was like really little and I don't remember it. But it was on HBO Max, and I was like really in the mood for something heartwarming. So I was like, oh, go watch it. And I forgot George Miller wrote it. Oh, really? George Miller wrote it, and he directed the sequel. What? <laughs> Babe Pig in the City is directed by George Miller. Interesting. Yeah. And some people... Don't think I've seen that one. Yeah. So uh, that one's, like, interesting. I want to watch that, too, because that's on HBO Max. But I think that one got more of a mixed response. But both Siskel and Ebert on their show said they liked the second one more. And Gene Siskel, in fact, gave it movie of the year when it came out. Really? Yeah. Wow. And that was the first, that was his last movie of the year before he died, I think. So that was Siskel's legacy. <laughs> Babe Pig in the City. Interesting. Anyway. Maybe it's like a Home Alone 2, Home Alone situation. Maybe. Um, but anyway, so I mean, it was a very cute movie. I quite, I, it was very, like a lot of good kids movies, it was pretty adult for kids in some ways. Like it had a lot of good themes in it. Yeah, boy, I don't remember it at all. But I remember loving it when I was little. James Cromwell in it, man. He's he's good. I think he was nominated for an Oscar for that. Um, then the other one I watched, um, I watched this movie called Badlands. Have you heard of this? Nope. But I've uh, been to the Badlands. Yeah. it's I, What made me watch it was, I, there was like, I think it was on Facebook, there was some map of like 50 states, 50 movies or something like that. And this was the South Dakota one. And it sounded interesting because it, do you know who Charles Starkweather is? Nope. He was like this very notorious uh, spree killer in the 50s. Um, I think it was like within a couple months, he murdered like 15 or so people over this this crime spree throughout Nebraska and Wyoming. Um, but this movie is like, it's based on that kind of story, but it's different characters and everything. And it's very good. I quite liked it. Um, it, it, Charles Starkweather, fun fact, if anyone out there knows who he is, he actually went to my middle school. So yeah, that's a, that's, there was a legend in my middle school that his desk was kept in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone thought that. His desk. His the desk. One desk that yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then one time we were in the basement where it was said to be kept and it wasn't there. So, yep. <laughs> um, we were looking for it. Though. So is it like a thriller then or what? Yeah, it's it's kind of a Bonnie and Clyde kind of vibe. Um, okay. Almost because it's um, who is it? It's 
uh, Martin Sheen. It's Martin. Sh- it's like a movie from the late seventies. So it's Martin Sheen, and he's very he's pretty young, and Sissy Spacek. Um, and they're kind of like these these would be lovers that are uh, going across this these the state and killing these people. It's pretty interesting. Um, I'd recommend it. It's worth a watch. Mm. Sounds sounds good. Yeah. Um, and then besides that, I've been playing Yakuza Zero, trying to beat that before I go. Um, yeah, video games aren't particularly exciting. Oh, Harley Quinn, the cartoon got added to HBO Max, and I started watching that, and it is hilarious. It's really, very, it's very funny. Like, I mean, Jimmy, since you're a fan of Batman, you might actually like it quite a bit. Yeah, I don't love Harley Quinn. She's not like annoying in it though. Like if you, okay. she's so di- like, it's kind of a similar story, I guess, to Birds of Prey. But I think it's done so much better, and she's not annoying in it. Also, she doesn't have the annoying voice. Like she just has a That's, normal yeah. voice. Okay, <laughs> you're starting to sell me a little bit. Yeah, it's. I mean, in a, it's animated kind of like your average superhero cartoon, but it's uh, it's very funny, very R rated. It, it definitely earns its TVMA rating. Um, yeah, worth it. Nice. I think that's... my Me and my family wa- started watching Silicon Valley, too, which is very... I've heard that's good. My brother yeah. likes that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. And I'm not going to be able to finish it before I go back to school, so I'll probably just continue it on my own once I get back. But I quite like it. That's mm. it for me, though. That went on for a while. but Yeah, well, it makes up for me because I don't really have anything. I didn't even finish The Leftovers Season 1 because <laughs> I've been preoccupied with... Um, make um assorting my apartment arranging it moving in and all that stuff which is taking a lot of time and uh but it's going along really well holden i'm excited for you to see it hopefully the sound's a little better in here i was joking with holden the room i was recording in this summer at my parents place is like just wood floors nothing on the walls (laughs) just terrible for sound so hopefully it's a little better in here except my computer is just on fire for whatever reason so the fans are just I wonder if you can hear it in the audio. Maybe, (laughs) maybe there's a little hum. Yeah, but um, yeah, it sounds like I'm at a (laughs) cruising altitude (laughs) in here, putting my tray in the upright position. But uh, (laughs) um, so yeah, I'm looking. I want to end. I need to get back on the leftovers. I've. I think the other reason I haven't been watching as much stuff is because I've been watching baseball. Oh. uh, Oh gosh. Twins are on fire, baby. Nine and two. Much like your MacBook. Yeah, much like my MacBook Pro here. They're on fire. Nine (laughs) and two ties the best start in franchise history. And uh, this was the tough part of their schedule. So let's bring home the World Series, huh? (laughs) 2020. Um, Other than that, I I played FIFA for the first time in over a year, Holden. That's probably the longest I've gone without playing FIFA since early high school um, how was that it's fun the thing i like <laughs> about fifa is that the games only last 20 minutes sure so if you play three games you're kind of done with it it's like okay that was and you've only played for an hour mm-hmm. so it's so it's very good like if you're really busy it's a good like mental break because you feel done you satisfied playing it after an hour 
yet you feel like you've played longer than that, I guess. Sure, sure. So I like it from that aspect. But other uh, than that, Holden, what are we doing next oh, week? Well, Jimmy, I meant to ask you, have you seen or read One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? I have. <laughs> um, so funny story. I have read this some of it and spark notes a lot of it and uh made a very very loose adaptation short film with my ap lit class oh i remember you telling me that yeah (laughs) you watched it holden you saw it did i called one flew over the one flew under the cuckoo's nest oh that's right yeah look it up (laughs) give him some views (laughs) Um, classic cult classic holden yeah. So well, anyway, I have not uh, seen the movie. I did. Wa- I was gonna ask you to watch it, but I hadn't. I didn't know if you had like watched the movie or anything. But they're making like a prequel series to it for Netflix. I watched the trailer for it. It's called. It's about Nurse Ratchet. It's. Just, it's literally just called Ratchet. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, and I mean, it looks kind of interesting from the trailer. The trailer is very long, and I feel like it doesn't need to be that long. But it's got Sarah Paulson in the lead, and she's good. Um, it's got some other, I think Don Cheadle's in it. Um, it looks kind of interesting, but I don't know. That's coming out in, is it September? I think it's September. So that's something. Hmm. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't. It's by the creator of American Horror Story. So who knows? <laughs> All right, Holden, what are we doing next week? So next week, uh, we have a listener request for for a good um, movie a movie i've seen i'm excited for jimmy to watch yeah. um moonrise kingdom hold on i'm finally seeing a wes anderson film yeah it's finally. been too long <laughs> i really don't know how i've avoided him yeah i don't either thus far um moonrise kingdom is i isn't my favorite wes anderson movie it's up there it's one of my favorites and part of that is it is it has a lot of strong ties into like Boy Scouts. It's not called Boy Scouts in the movie, but it's essentially that. Um, and so me being a, uh, a former Eagle Scout, I am very tied to that. Um, but it's a very cute movie. Great cast like all of Wes Anderson's movies. It's probably the last movie that Bruce Willis has been good in. <laughs> He's actually in it. I don't think Bruce Willis is in most Wes Anderson movies, but he's actually in this one. But then he also got mainstays like I think Bill Murray's in it. And what year was it? 2012. Okay, I was gonna say Looper was 2011. Oh, okay. Bruce Willis is pretty good in that. Yeah, and Tilda Swinton's in it. Edward Norton's in it. I don't know. There's probably more that I won't spoil, but yeah, yeah, good sweet. cast excited for that um this has been one of our shorter episodes as of late which will make up for last week's episode if you yeah. if you suffered through all two hours <laughs> of that one <laughs> my dad listened to it and he skipped he skipped even the non-spoiler of last of us so he's like oh this was a short one <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah uh well social media stuff facebook will post on that um you can leave us recommendations please do leave us recommendations on uh, itunes or send us an email at uh tompodcast at gmail.com um and then or you can donate to us on patreon if you want that'd be really cool too we dig that um yeah 
I think that's pretty much it for us, though, Jimmy. Yep, that's it from us this week. Um, sorry again for it being a little delayed coming out midweek. I didn't have an uh, internet in my apartment until yesterday, and then I tisk, watched Love tisk. Rose yesterday, recording tisk. it today. Sorry about that. We'll we'll do better next time. Yeah. Somehow I just feel like it's Holden's fault. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I bought the Jimmy. You're gonna hate me for this. I br- I bought the Criterion Blu-ray of Moonrise Kingdom for this. <laughs> So uh, I'll I'll review all the uh, special features like the audio commentary uh, from the director. <laughs> Yikes! Um, I won't review that. Okay. Well, until next time. Adios, pantalones. Love you. <laughs>